This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives in this home and is the other person on this podcast. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. How many wooden objects in a home is the appropriate amount of wooden objects? Mm, 72. 72. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, how are you? And I decided to ask something else that was thematically <laughs> appropriate to what we're talking about on this episode of Obsessed. So I'm going to keep that in mind, that 72 items, or how many wood items, should be in a home uh, as we obsess over Ikea. Uh, I'm very, very happy to talk about it. And ironically, we aren't actually recording on an Ikea table. Otherwise, no. we're kind of surrounded by Ikea in a, in a good way, I think. Yeah, I don't think we're sitting on or talking on anything. Did I say sitting on? No, you said recording on. I'm now just adding extra fun (laughs) words for flavor. Uh, Yes, I want to be very clear that we're not sitting on top of a table. We're not like on top of a piano <laughs> lounging with microphones. Although that Wouldn't would be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Uh, we. Uh, this is a total side thing. Uh, we uh, went to the Lady Gaga concert this weekend, as you know, and my podcasting partner on Four Center Podcast, uh, Ken Napslock, was there as well. And one of the things I was entertained by during the podcast or during the show is what if a podcast was staged with that level of theatricality? <laughs> like you were lowered down from the ceiling and then you just had a casual conversation. I love it. I love it. <laughs> a mixture Goals. of theatricality and just calm hanging out. Anyway, we are here to talk about IKEA partially because we have been in the midst of sort of uh, reimagining our apartment. Uh, we have a lot of things like books and action figures and shoes and posters, and we need to make uh, a little bit more room for them. We need to go vertical is what one does in Los Angeles. (laughs) So we've been making uh, a couple trips to uh, Ikea. We've been building a lot of Ikea furniture. So I would say that right now, like these last couple of weeks, I am obsessed with Ikea because it has been a large part of our lives. Mm -hmm. Do you feel obsessed with Ikea right now? Mm, Yeah, I'll use as my my litmus test if Ikea has come into my head unbidden. And the answer is yes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'll say yes. I am obsessed currently. I really like that turn of phrase. Like, you did not invite Ikea, (laughs) but it was there. Amazing, amazing. Uh, Are you thinking of a specific incident where Ikea just strolled into your mind? There have been more than one. (laughs) I'm just like, la, 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 la. Oh, yeah, it's like I'm walking through the hallways at Ikea looking at the fake rooms. Or like, la, 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 la. I'm going to go eat plant balls in their little cafe. (laughs) Is this happening when you are like driving, when you're supposed to be working, when other people are talking to you? Like when I'm talking to you, are you sometimes (laughs) thinking about plant balls? No, I mean, the plant balls one was today at work, but granted, I was thinking about like, okay, what am I doing? Oh, right, we're recording an episode about Ikea. So that one was a little prompted. Okay. Uh, But I feel like there have been a few other times in the last week where it's just kind of, I'm just minding my own business. And then Ikea's like, hi, what if I were part of your business? I really like this image that you're like going about your business. You're walking down the street and you you have that feeling that maybe there's someone behind you. And you look in the entire IKEA building, massive, is slowly following you. It's like a little thought bubble of the IKEA building, just pop, 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 right behind me, just on its tippy toes. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, I want to start with a good old-fashioned attempt to explain 
Ikea? If aliens landed and they're like, what is Ikea? How would you attempt to explain Ikea to aliens? Mm, wow. Ikea is... Oh. <laughs> <Just stop> there. <laughs> the aliens just get in their plane and leave. <laughs> their plane, their spaceship. <laughs> Maybe it's a space plane. Um, let's see. So, sorry, I just stopped. Um, I, so Ikea is more than a furniture store. <laughs> it is... A furniture and lifestyle store where you get to go through sample um, ideas of what life might be Mm. and you get intrigued and everything has a place and is clean and tidy and small. Which is handy for us where we live in, because we live in Los Angeles where furniture stores are small and we had gone to other furniture stores and everything was big. So here for us that that was handy. Anyway, side note. Um, and um, you get lulled into like, ooh, I could do this. I could do this. And then you go down into the fun. It's like it's like the um, the place in a circus where there's all the fun mirrors, except then there's just like things everywhere. And do you need them? Do you not need them? Have you lost your way? And then at the end, it's like, oh, right. All those things I want, I have to put together. Oh, well, I'm going to buy them and put them together anyway. All right. I, that is a very accurate uh, and literal <laughs> description. And I feel like aliens would be well prepared for what they're physically going to experience. And then I think about halfway through, the aliens would have asked you, What's a circus funhouse mirror? Right. I think they're just gone. The aliens are like, yeah, we're not talking to her about Ikea. The aliens are yeah. out of there. No, I I love your explanation that really did focus on uh, it's a store, but it is also attempting to be an experience, mm-hmm. a lifestyle, and also that power of a store that is so divided between the fantasy and the reality of here's how all this furniture could look. Here's the way your life could feel. Here's this, you know, little chair or nightstand that's going to change everything. And then down there is like, you pick it up and figure it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You put it together. Mm -hmm. It's a a real mashing together of worlds. It is. It is. And in some ways, like, it's kind of like a really good um, analogy for life where you see pictures and like, ooh, that's what my life could be. And then it's like, no, but you've got to put it all together. (laughs) I would tell aliens. That Ikea is a very large box, and inside it are many much smaller boxes <laughs> that you can take home to the box that you live in and then make the boxes whole again. Nice. And I think the aliens would be even more confused by that. Uh, so we, we're already getting into some big picture Ikea stuff, but I want to travel back in time. Do you remember first hearing about Ikea or your first experience of going there? Is that a memorable thing to you? Mm, yeah, I remember hearing about it before we had one in, uh, I lived in Minneapolis at the time, as I think you did, but we did not probably know each other then. Um, but I remember hearing about it before I had been there because it was kind of, it was like a big deal when one came to your region. Yeah. And Ikea's uh, coming. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, like a lot of big stores, I stayed away for a while because I didn't feel any need to. Um, go there with crowds of people and I was like well I don't need any furniture uh, so I'm just not going to go but at some point I'm going to go because I hear about cinnamon rolls so I'm going to go experience <laughs> cinnamon rolls uh, so that is actually what I remember hearing about first was cinnamon rolls and did you go there and walk through the entire furniture display and then just eat cinnamon rolls I'm I might have I'm sure I bought something well actually so um I think, I don't know if this was the first time, but I think it was, they used to sometimes have like little notebooks and things. Mm. And I used to, and so I was like, oh, well, I will buy the little notebooks and 
like this little dish. In fact, I think I bought a dish that you commented on liking. I think I bought it at Ikea. It was like a little bowl for like a floating candle mm. um, when we were first uh, becoming partner friends and uh, and then had a cinnamon roll. And then you had a cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, was it, what was your reaction? Was it everything you expected it to be? Or were you like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal? Or were you like, wow, this is weird and different? Mm. Um, I think I really enjoyed the rooms. I think I'd heard enough about it by then and knew about the like, oh, if you take, you know, you to the flat back boxes and you need to put it together. But I wasn't buying anything large. Like I was buying the knickknacks, not the furniture. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so it wasn't, I I think it just was kind of, um, it wasn't like overwhelming or anything. Okay, yeah, because I think I was a little overwhelmed. I might be misremembering. I, this, this could, somebody who, who listened to this, who knew me back in the day, might respond and go, that was not the first time you were at Ikea. So <laughs> uh, full honesty, I think this is the first time I was, at, I was at Ikea. I remember hearing about it, and I remember a lot of curiosity, right, um, because uh, you know that that idea of things being sort of regional right and um i love uh the twin cities of death i love minneapolis and st paul but minneapolis and st paul can get defensive if they don't if somebody looks down their nose and you're not a big enough city or you don't have an x yet right mm-hmm. if somebody you know visits minneapolis st paul and says you don't have a this kind of donut store you don't have a this kind of coffee shop like as a culture, we can go, hmm, don't look down on us because we don't have an X yet. So then when X comes, like I remember when Krispy Kreme came, because that was a big deal because we hadn't had it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in I remember people talking about Ikea and like explaining to me of like, it's a it's a philosophy. It's a blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a lot of wood. Uh, it's from Sweden. There are cinnamon rolls, all the things uh, about it. And then I'm 99% sure the very first time I went uh, – Somebody had told me I was looking for distinctive cheap glasses because I was doing a show that you saw. That was a show about a group of friends on a bar crawl, but I was playing all the friends. And the way I was going to distinguish the friends is I was going to have really distinctive glasses. And every time I changed characters, I'd change posture or voice or whatever, but I'd also grab their distinctive glass. And I uh, really didn't have any money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I I think I got a tip from a friend. It's like, Ikea's got really cheap glassware and, and lots of different varieties. So I was like, okay, great. And this was like uh, the Fringe Festival was bearing down on us. And I think I went and didn't understand and took the escalator upstairs because that's kind of when you walk in, they wants you to take the escalator or the stairs upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I think I wandered through the maze afraid and fearful that I would become lost in the Ikea because I also heard like it can be confusing like I don't think they probably had as great of signage as they do now Mm. uh, with the like the arrow lights on the floors so I I wound through the whole thing then wound down through the whole bottom and then was thrilled to actually find distinct glasses some of which Ikea still has like 15 years later and on our re- most recent trip, I wandered over the glasses like, oh, all my bar crawl show glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my weird uh, first trip to Ikea. Nice. Very nice. I like it. Yeah. And then once I knew its its potential, its power, I went there uh, very quickly afterwards because I needed affordable furniture and lots of it. <laughs> uh, so what do you like about ikea what is positive to you about it when it uh wanders into your mind is it positive thoughts and and what are they yeah you know it was really fun this time because i honestly hadn't thought about ikea a lot and um i think especially with 
you know, there's with moving and things, there's like, oh, well, IKEA furniture doesn't move well and blah, blah, blah. So I think that in my mind, my um, kind of perspective about IKEA and IKEA furniture in particular had kind of gone soured a little bit from mm-hmm. where it had been before. Um, and some things aren't, you know, they're not made the same as like an amazing craftsmanship, but also lots of furniture isn't. Mm-hmm. And um, but so it was really fun to go back and just have that that feeling of um, just kind of the positive, warm. It, I, you and I talked about this on our most one of our most recent trips of it. It just felt honest to real life, even though it's selling you these dream rooms. And like, yes, if you have a 300 square foot apartment and only own two sets of clothes and (laughs) only one plate. So it can just always live on the table and you don't need a cupboard to put your plates in. (laughs) You'll be set. You'll be perfect. Um, And, but that aside, I also feel like it is more realistic. And like I was saying to the aliens (laughs) (laughs) um, earlier, like we had gone to some other furniture stores that were all about like the big sofa and the big armchair and the big this. And it was kind of like promoting that you should, all of your rooms should be giant and you should have room for all of this. And then it was so, it was kind of an afterthought that we went to Ikea. We're like, let's just go see. Uh, if there's anything there and you know may probably not what we're looking for but we'll just go look and it was just like oh this is our lifestyle it's a smaller (laughs) box we're not pretending we have a bigger box than we do and like you said at the beginning we need to go vertical we can't go horizontal and and it was like look at all of these uh vertical examples and so the for me right now it's very positive um reaction yeah, that's great. I feel so much the same way. Obviously, we went through this experience uh, together, uh, but I was really deeply affected because I think I had, uh, you know, I've, I've bought stuff from Ikea that stayed with me for a long time. I've bought bookcases with the really cheap backing that didn't fall apart the first time I moved, right? Uh, but in, uh, in what we've been going through with uh, redoing our apartment a little bit, um, I think I've always been so obsessed with uh, shows and writing in the creative thing I'm doing. And I've always been a little bit like, okay, and that adult stuff, I'll, 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 I'll take care of that when, you know, when there's a break in the shows. Right. Uh, and you had really been like, let's be very mindful about let's create our apartment, you know? And I really got in my head like, yeah, that's right. That feels right. And that's not Ikea. Ikea is for, you know, when you're a student or, you know, for me, when like when I was, (laughs) a single guy, you know, and all that, Um, all those kind of stereotypes. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited about, let's go to proper adult furniture stores and I'll be a proper adult. Um, And then we went to them and I I was just kind of broken by them because (laughs) two of the main things that I wanted is a new desk and new shelving. And all of these nice furniture stores were like, what's a desk? Why would you want to put more than two books on anything ever? And the couches were huge. The chairs were huge. The sets were huge. And it, it, and it felt like, hey, furniture stores, do you know this is Los Angeles? I mean, you could just say, like, this store is mansion only. Like, uh, I felt really bummed out. And then mm-hmm. you, it, totally your credit, we were having, like, a furniture uh, store day. And we'd already been to, like, two or three. And you're like... Should we just squeeze Ikea in? And I had so in my mind been like, no, I'm. We're, let's be adults now. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's. And 
it was such a breath of fresh air. It, I started ranting in the store about class systems <laughs> <laughs> because the furniture stores are all higher end and feel like they're trying to upsell you. Like, did you just come in for a chair? Well, why not, you know, redo your entire massive living room with this wraparound couch and this matching, you know, uh, nightstand and blah, 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 blah. All this, not, not a nightstand, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and then to walk into Ikea and have it be like, Yes, these are the things that humans need because they have to sit at a desk and they have to have a desk and they have to have bookshelves and endless, endless, just kind of like practical things. And it was a, a kind of a fun surprise in the showrooms that they had kind of redone them from being, in my memory, uh, a lot of the IKEA showrooms where sometimes you'd have a little bit of a oh are you heading off to college oh is this your first apartment but a lot of them were just like do you want to have a reasonable living room here you go and there were the showrooms are so much more diversified everything mm -hmm. from like the are you a hardcore gamer You're like does your entire life reek of mountain dew and you need eight monitors here's a room for you and you know the like are you a business professional who lives in a tiny apartment in new york okay Here's like, yeah, they were so they even have like more furniture from the different cultures, like mm -hmm. for more display options. I sound like I'm just doing a commercial for Ikea, <laughs> but the, the I am obsessed. That's why I want to do it for the podcast. And I'm particularly obsessed because I started out with this sort of negative assumption and it just got flipped on its head. And it just it really uh, was like kind of an, a nice wake up call to. Um, remember to sort through stereotypes for myself mm -hmm. and I had kind of glommed on to the like yeah Ikea means X, Y, or Z and then going in there it was just like this breath of fresh air of like it has multiple options for everything we need and want and is realistic about different living situations different economic situations mm -hmm. and it, yeah I'm obsessed yeah so yes that, uh, sorry that's my ikea diatribe no i love it i love it I and mean, i think we're on similar pages and another thing that i loved that i've done zero research on so that is one of my caveats for the podcast today is um they had so much signage throughout the store about um you know this and coming back to your question you asked me at the beginning about how many pieces of wood like one of the things is i you know, want I like furniture that is made out of wood. And one, you know, some of the places we had talked about going to were like, oh, we should go to these secondhand furniture stores and see if there's something there. But those can be very hit or miss with when we have such specific needs. Mm -hmm. um, but I was really wanting to be like, I don't, you know, want to see something that's made out of wood. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, a lot of things at Ikea are uh, particle board. Mm -hmm. and But some are made from wood. and But they had so much signage about... Um, their environmental ethos and again haven't done any research into like what the reality is versus what the marketing is but at one point you were picking up if I may share oh please a plastic bin and they had a big sign above it saying this bin is made from I think recycled plastic and our goal is to have every item in Ikea be recycled by I can't remember if it's 2030 or 2035 and even in like the packaging everything is you know recyclable cardboard and you you can see that and you can feel that. And I hope that it's true. And 
but just to have that like front and center, no other place that we went. Um, obviously, if you go to a secondhand store, that is part of the ethos, <laughs> ethos of, yeah. you know, reuse. But having that over and over and over again, so it just is there without even thinking about it as uh, the person who will never shut up about things like that myself i loved seeing it yeah yeah i think i i think that was a part of my obsession too is and maybe this is just some baggage i have but like some of the nicer furniture stores we went to like yeah if we had a a huge space maybe i would want those kind of living room sets but some of them kind of felt like the do you want to have a nicer living room set than your neighbor like it felt about (laughs) outward it felt about showing right mm-hmm. and hey, something ikea furniture might not be fancy uh but it is for you mm-hmm. you know it is a solution for you not for showing off to the neighbors right mm-hmm. <laughs> uh maybe i would though if you had neighbors you want to come over i would be like yeah come over and sit on my ikea couch <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what i want to project uh do you have a favorite purchase you've ever made at ikea Ooh, wow Excellent question. I'm sure I do. Uh, okay. Um, yes. Yes. Are you willing to share it? Because you're yes, sounding very I'm, internal. No, I'm, th- I'm thinking because I have more than one. Well, you can um, share two. But uh, <laughs> so um, I'm actually going to, I'm fairly certain this is from Ikea, but it's one that I thought of that I bought, I think, on my first visit. It was just, it's like just a little, I think it was like stone or pottery or something, little tiny dish that was is one of those like why would you buy that except then you always have too many things to put in things like that and so they're not functional but i managed to keep it clear and it was kind of a cool glazing so that is going to be one of them <laughs> that's my favorite i'll leave it at that for now and i'll see i might have another favorite for later we'll see if others come up for other stories okay but you could just share it now also yeah. okay you just you want to have a little fold up ikea favorite in your back pocket yep okay fair enough um, the, the, the bar crawl glasses are probably my actual favorite. Um, but another favorite is, uh, for a while I did a show in Minneapolis where, uh, different, uh, people had like kind of, uh, did a, did a comedy sketch, did a song. And then the end of the show, sort of inspired by the, uh, Rat Pack performances in Vegas, uh, we had the bar side chat where we took questions from the audience and it was improvised and, I really wanted to have a bar on stage. I'm like, okay, well, how, how am I going to do that? That's portable and, you know, we can store it at the theater because it was a monthly show. And they still have the bar. It, at the time, it was $50. I believe it's now uh, $100. So mm. inflation has come to Ikea. <laughs> uh, but it's meant to be like just kind of a little add-on to the kitchen. It has uh, four legs, which is just common sense. Uh, but two of them have wheels, so you can kind of tilt it back and you can roll it. It's got a little lower rack, but it has this nice, uh, complete board on top. And it held up extremely well. We did that show for two years we spilled a lot of hard liquor on it, and the top only warped a little, which I feel like is <laughs> like we torture tested that product uh, for IKEA. And then when we wrapped up the show, uh, we didn't have room to store it, and just sort of symbolically, because it was kind of a big wild show, uh, we we uh, got some axes from my my father and and chopped it up live mm-hmm. on stage. So that's that's a happy memory mm-hmm. of an IKEA product that came into my life and then <laughs> left my life. In a grand fashion. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, it was actually pretty hard to come apart. Yeah. I mean, it was chunky. Mm -hmm. Like, it was meant to support a lot of booze. (laughs) 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 Or whatever you wanted to put on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with that. That's one of my very favorite IKEA purchases. And meatballs. And candles. 
and <laughs> <laughs> bins. It doesn't end. Uh, for you, we have now put together two different things in the last uh, couple weeks of mm-hmm. IKEA furniture. In your opinion, is IKEA furniture too easy or too difficult to put together or just right? What is mm. what is the Goldilocks test for IKEA furniture? Mm. Um, I'm gonna say so far of the pieces that we've done, just about right. Okay. I mean, I would don't get me wrong, I would take easier, <laughs> but we haven't had any like massive complications or things that we couldn't figure out or that just weren't possible and it felt like okay yeah we can make this and it will support whatever it's supposed to support i mean we have not done a couch or something Mm-mm. large and i'm uh, trepidatious about that but in terms of the furniture that we've put together i'll i'll give it goldilocks test the goldilocks test of just about right okay yeah um i think that i am fascinated this is one of the reasons i'm obsessed is that for the way my mind works it is both too easy and too difficult. <laughs> I am a visual learner, so I do like that there are the pictures, and I like being able to kind of look at the pieces and, and understand for myself the way they're ultimately going to come together because then I can see it, and then it all makes sense. Uh, but because it is just, here are the steps. Pick up this. Stick this in here. <laughs> uh, screw this in here. Uh, I am in constant danger of being lulled into a false sense of security. So I am on high alert on myself constantly. He's like, you're going to start thinking this is easy. And then you're going to stick a dowel where a dowel is not meant to be. And you are going to be screwed. Mm -hmm. And so is the desk (laughs) (laughs) in the wrong place in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So I have a little bit of anxiety about the difficulty level. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But luckily, uh, we have been following the directions. Uh, the visual directions in, in the booklet say, you know, put it together with a friend. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing that. I also have to really watch myself to when we're putting them together uh, to stay a partner and take responsibility and not just go like, Sarah will stop me from doing something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, that their danger lies. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's been a good, you know, like, this is how I read it. Is this how you read this? Um, yeah. Yeah. And we've both, like, uh, it, it's it's not in the directions, but they should add to the directions. Like, either friend can call stop at any time. Because we've both <laughs> done it at least once. We're like, wait, no. This isn't making sense to me. Let me let me figure it out. Like, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. We're safe. We're mm-hmm. safe. And we are looking at, as we record, a bookcase and a desk that have yet to fall apart. So I think we nailed it. Hooray! Uh, so that is some of the kind of IKEA basics overview that I wanted to do with you. Now I have uh, some more odd questions. Okay. Would you want to sleep overnight in an IKEA display area? Yes. <laughs> That was fast as though you have been giving it some thought. So tell me about that. Um, Well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. It's kind of the like, I mean, I don't know if I really would because, but so we were joking about having like an Ikea hotel. Oh, right. Where you above the Ikea, there's like a suite of rooms and you can be like, oh, I would like to stay in the mom room so you can try the mom bed or whatever the different, you know, like what a great way to. I'd like like to read a book off the Hemneys, please. I'd like to be in the Hemneys room. Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of feel like if it were set up for turnover and use and cleanliness and all of that, then yes, I would very much like to. 
Um, and I think it'd be super fun to, if they were like, yes, and each of the rooms are one of these setups. Like, yes, I want to stay in the city skyline, you know, <laughs> Hong Kong setup. I want to see what that's like. Yeah, I want to stay in the intense gamer room. Uh, yeah, no, the, the actual hotel is that that is uh, powerful uh, to pull the curtain back. We went there for an extended trip uh, this past week because there was a water emergency in our apartment building and the water was off. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, we need food. There's a heat wave. We need air conditioning. We need furniture. I guess we're just going to camp at Ikea for hours. Right. Yeah, which we had already been planning to go to Ikea, but it suddenly became like a four-hour trip instead of a one-hour trip. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, so I think the idea of, what if there was just a hotel on top of this? It was extra appealing to us at, at the time. Uh, but now I'm talking about, I don't know if you had this fantasy as a kid. I had this fantasy as a kid about like, what if you, what if I, I never did it or tried, but like, what if I snuck away from my parents and I could see what it was like to be in the mall overnight, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Of that, that weird fantasy of what if a very, very public space suddenly became private and I could kind of live in it. Uh, then there's an old radio show they found. I can't even remember what it was, but it was kind of like, a weird horror movie that kind of took the sort of the storytelling trope of like, what if there are people living in the sewers of like, there were people who lived in, in all the department stores and mm. they came out at night mm-hmm. out from under the bed and they lived. Uh, so I'm talking a little bit more about that. Okay. Would, it, I know you are not going to, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking you if you're honestly going to try to sleep overnight, but are you at all fascinated with that of like, what if I hid somewhere they turned off all the Ikea lights and then I went and laid in all the beds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like that idea in general, mm-hmm. yes, totally has always fascinated me. I don't, this is a whole separate topic, but I don't know if we've ever talked about the book from the mixed up files of Mrs. Baisley Frankweiler. Uh, no. But it's where two kids run away from home and live in the Metropolitan Museum of Art for like a week. Oh, yes. Which, you have mentioned this one. Probably because I was obsessed with that book as a kid. Um, and then I read a lot of different stories where like one where uh, like the figures in the dollhouse would come to life whenever the humans weren't home and like they stopped a, a break in and ones where like all the stored mannequins would come to life yeah. overnight and live and like use the kitchens and sleep in the beds and like all of that. So, um, so yeah, totally. Fight <laughs> about movies. Yeah. This is in my brain. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, like the whole like, I think it would be fascinating. I'll leave it at that. What are you stopping yourself from saying? (laughs) Well, the whole like breaking in and staying overnight and all of that. But I think, I think it would be fascinating if there were, yeah, to be see like, okay, what's, what's Ikea after dark like? Yeah. I I think I just want that emotional experience of like, is it cozy or is it terrifying? Did you feel like you got to be like the absolute royal? Like (laughs) I am the God of Ikea or is it like, or would I be creeped out if I picked like there was this one real cozy like skyline room mm-hmm. right uh, that I really liked and it was it's got some like dark blue walls and some you know a, a fake photo of the skyline uh, and it was a little bit of a weird shape and it was you know cozy right mm-hmm. so if I got in there and just got all cozied out and thought ha 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 I, I am ruler of Ikea would I actually enjoy it or would I think like I bet there are like seven other people doing what I'm doing. I would be thinking that all night. (laughs) And I think probably like went at night, the warehouse part of it that you don't feel during the day, like would really be 
more apparent. Yeah. I, th- I think I would get very creeped out. What noises does Ikea make when it's closed, right? Yeah. Like what weird fans blow or is, just, is it just, is it full of the haunting sound of creaking wood? <laughs> Settling wood. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Do you have an area that you would sleep in? So it's that actually the one that I was picturing is that exact same one that you were talking about. Nice. Nice. I would maybe try sleeping in the actual bed area. And then every time I had to get up in the night uh, to use the bathroom, I'd just go to a different bed and just see yeah. how many beds I could sleep in in one night. There you go. <laughs> uh, as a dining experience, yeah. how many stars would you give Ikea? Um, you know, so for, for what it is, like, it's not trying to be a high star fine dining experience, but for what it is in like the cafeteria style dining experience, I would give it four out of five. Yeah. I would give it, uh, yeah. Three, uh, 0.75 meatballs out of five. Mm -hmm. The, The meatballs are real tasty and it is, it does have that cozy cafeteria vibe. And that mm-hmm. when when we needed to go somewhere, <laughs> when our water was off, <laughs> Ikea was there for us. Uh, and it really was, it, it it made me continue that sort of like, yep, I know it's a big corporation. I know it's not my best friend. But just uh, liking that it is a realistic place for people of different financial means. Mm-hmm. And looking around, it was like, oh, there's a family getting dinner. Uh, there's an older man and his grandson having a cup of coffee like there was a real sort of like this is for lots of different people it is affordable and the coffee and the meatballs are are quite good and maybe when i'm quite old when i'm 90 i'll just be like i want coffee and meatballs every day Mm -hmm. be a nice healthy meal Mm. (laughs) well they include some broccoli with it some lingonberry jam and I am going to like, so I think last time we ate there, they maybe didn't have this version of the plant balls. I think yeah. they had the spicy ones. And I thought the plant balls were quite good. Yeah. I mean, I the was, title, you can't beat plant no. balls. What Now, how are the plant balls different than just the veggie meatballs? I think the other veggie ones are spicier. Okay. And those, so last time we went, I think my option was to get whatever the veggie balls were with like rice and some sort of spicy sauce and it's like but just because i'm a vegetarian i still want potatoes and my <laughs> my green vegetable like yeah don't, and i still want my lingonberry jam so don't take those away from me but it did because i think it was like meatballs with a curry sauce and rice which if you're gonna eat there every day wonderful love that they have multiple options yeah um but i really liked these plant balls yeah the plant balls were very very good i i did deduct a meatball from my rating uh, because the broccoli was very hard to cut, mm. and I shot gravy at myself. You did. <laughs> I believe I got very grumpy about it because it was right after we got there, and it had been a stressful day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's just gravy on gravy on my shirt. Uh, if you met what I am calling from the uh, instruction book, like if you met the IKEA human from mm. that booklet in person, would you be thrilled or terrified? Mm. Well, I'd be a little terrified because I'd be like, why are you not an Ikea? What is something gone wrong? Do you need help? Are you lost? Do I need to bring you back to Ikea? Or are all drawings that are on pages suddenly coming to life and I should keep an eye out for other drawings coming to life? Uh, so you would you would question the Ikea human yeah, about the like, nature of their existence and why they're here? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a reasonable, uh, reasonable uh, way to respond to that. Um, 
I think when we were putting together the furniture, um, it, it all went well, but it did take some time because we were being methodical. Uh, it was still very, very hot in our apartment from this mm-hmm. Los Angeles heat wave. I feel like if a this cartoon Ikea human walked in and was just like, let me finish that for you. I was so hot. <laughs> I wouldn't have questioned whether or not they were animated and why they existed and why they were in our apartment. I would just be like, thank you, Ikea human. Go for it. Oh, yes. Is that the question? I would have also said, thank you, Ikea human. <laughs> would you like to get a pizza with us after this? Yeah. Okay. So I see. I see. Um, I, that's the scenario I was thinking about. But you were really thinking not necessarily about an Ikea human walking into our apartment. But if you saw an Ikea human just like at Target, you'd be like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like if they're just standing outside our apartment building on the street looking a little confused <laughs> i thought that was the scenario <laughs> i i didn't specify where or how we'd see them so i think that's great that they, yeah if i just saw them on the street i'd be like oh there's a portal to cartoon land right and you wandered out and do you do you want to get back mm-hmm. do you need help yeah is there a cartoon hotline i can call yeah <laughs> uh do you in general like uh that very you know nondescript ikea human as kind of the the avatar of of putting together the furniture hmm. i mean i've never thought about it <laughs> well, now's your chance um i have no objection to it yeah i mean i think i like that it that it is a character that it has some um it has some um what's the world some some attitude no it's emoting it's yeah like it's got it feels like it's got some defining characteristics Mm, yes and um but it's also not it's not like it's also not promoting certain stereotypes right so i I do actually yeah i do like it i like that it is very neutral Mm -hmm. and i like that it's just distinctive enough to be like oh if you saw it somewhere else you'd be like yeah hey i I, kia human why are you at walmart what's going on are you okay Mm -hmm. yeah why are you wandering this parking lot um so it's it's distinctive uh but also i really like especially in that on that first page when it's kind of telling you how to do things and how not to do things Mm -hmm. that ikea human barely has emotions so it's like it's i almost feel a little lectured by ikea human of like don't don't be too emotional about putting this together. <laughs> Keep your emotions in check, like IKEA human, right? Because they're not like devastated when things go wrong in True. the don'ts. Yeah. True. We don't see the temper tantrum on the floor with like the pu- the puddle of tears. They have a really really pleasant attitude when they are calling IKEA for help because they are stumped. Mm-hmm. Which I, and I just tweeted this. I never realized in the illustration that the phone they're using has a cord that goes back to IKEA, so it looks like IKEA human is using IKEA's phone to call mm-hmm. IKEA, which is disturbing to me. Is it? I see it as helpful. I see it as like. We're always here. We're always still connected. You're putting together our furniture. It's like you have a direct line to us. It is. I, I like the metaphor of it, but it's literally like the cord <laughs> is running back to Ikea. It's it's also mm-hmm. circular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we have noted going through the instruction booklet as well uh, that it's got the very helpful, kind visuals of the don't put it together by yourself. Mm-hmm. Do Find a friend to help. Uh, but then I started thinking about how the fact that, you know, IKEA furniture is affordable. It is a lot for maybe people who are have their first apartment or are in a situation where they're living alone. Mm-hmm. Is it cruel that the IKEA booklet 
maybe chides you for not having a friend who can help you put together your bookcase. I was thinking about this exact thing <laughs> yesterday when we were putting things together. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's coming from a good place because some of the things like, yeah, you kind of there were some things that we needed two people for. Oh, yeah. But I absolutely was like, the, what? Well, what do you do if you don't have a person that you can just call or like during the pandemic when suddenly everybody was working from home and needed a desk, but you aren't allowed to have somebody else come right. over unless I guess you had a pod. But yeah, so I, I think that it might exacerbate loneliness. Yeah, it really when you then have on that same page, the illustration that Ikea human calling Ikea, I feel like one of the things it goes like. Could you send a friend? Mm-hmm. I'm phoning a friend to help me put this together. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I I can imagine various specific people in my life are like, eh, I can put it together by myself. And I know you can. But you and I did comment a couple times we were putting it together. Like, it's a good thing that we are following the instructions and have a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was even thinking I, you will laugh because you know this is true because you know me a few times. I was like, Oh, yeah. I If I, for some reason, you were here, I would have totally tried to put things together by myself. And oh. it would have been very difficult. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, that reminds me of the London Ikea story for you. Mm-hmm. If, would you mind sharing that? I would not great, at all. It's a great tale of Ikea. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, when I was in graduate school and was in a tiny little bed sit, which was smaller than any of the options that they showed you on display at Ikea, but I needed a little, there is no furniture that, well, the, the bedsits came with like a card table and two chairs, which were from Ikea. Um, and, but I needed like a shelf and a few other little bits and bobs. So I was like, okay, well, I will see where there's an Ikea in London. Oh, look, there's one that I can get to by taking like the tube and two buses. So I, and, or maybe one bus, but literally to the end of the line. I think it was the last stop. So, the end of the line. Uh-huh. So I got, went there and the whole time I was very aware of, okay, well, I need to go this same way back. So I can't take more than I can carry. Two buses and a train. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually there was no train. It was buses. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so I, so I found the, like the little two shelves that I needed and, um, oh, like I think I needed sheets and like basics that. Didn't you need a futon? No, no, no. The that futon came there. with the okay. apartment. Yeah, which was also from IKEA. But I needed sheets. Um, I needed, um, you know, like I think we, I ended up with two little shelves that I had determined. Like I measured everything mm. and figured out what I needed and what would be I'd be able to carry. <laughs> and so I got there and I, I might have brought with me my IKEA bag to use as like a dirty laundry bag. Okay. Um, So I have my like the big giant blue one that you can buy. That's like the yellow one you use in store. So I have that. And then I think I think I might have bought twine while I was there (laughs) so that I could literally turn myself into a pack mule. And I tied the two pieces of like furniture and they weren't large. Like these are not bookcases. These were small, um, you know, like I think the longer one was maybe three feet or four feet long. So long enough, but it's not like. But flat pack, not built to be carried. Flat pack, but not like the, like, nothing said I needed two people to carry it. (laughs) It Like, we just put together a bookcase. Like, it wasn't that size. These are all, like, small little things. So anyway, I I tied them together to be, like, an over-the-shoulder harness because nothing has handles, really, that I could carry. (laughs) 
took all my buses back and walked down through the streets of London because uh, I think from the last stop it was nearly a mile. And I walked all of that way because mm. for some reason didn't. I mean, this was before Uber and Lyft were a thing and I wasn't going to I didn't have money to spend on a taxi. Yeah. That would have been like more than I'd spent at Ikea, <laughs> um, even from the last stop. So I just walked down the street and got a lot of stairs and made it with my amazing Ikea story. And then I think once you were there and had seen it, I was like, no, I carried all of this in one trip from Ikea. Yeah. Like it was half of the bed set, half of the apartment you yeah. had carried on your back across London. Sometimes I think I'm a pack mule. It is a, a legend in our household where sometimes we were trying to carry too much. We're like, are, are, is, are, is this a London Ikea thing? Is that what's <laughs> happening? We got to be, got to be careful. Uh, this conversation is reminding me how many uh, of the sort of mainstays of my life actually did come from Ikea when you said that the two chairs came with it. I forgot about the Billy chairs, mm-hmm. which I bought for shows. Uh, and those two chairs, uh, I would say like 87% of the episodes of Obsessed ever recorded were in- recorded <laughs> in two Billy Ikea bookshelves or bookshelves, <laughs> uh, chairs. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, Neither of us are sitting, as we talked about at the beginning, on IKEA chairs today. Nope, nope. Uh, see the remodel that is happening in our home. All right, here's my final question uh, for you. You are, uh, y- you have much to your heritage and your identity, but you have Scandinavian heritage. Uh, do you wish that every IKEA had an actual portal to Sweden? Oh, yes, please. How would you use it? Every time you go to Ikea, would you stop in for some plant balls, uh, buy some candles and some bins, and then just wander to Sweden? I mean, for one thing, I would go to Ikea a lot more than I do right now (laughs) if I could just, like, wander into Sweden, somewhere in Sweden. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I have spent one day in my life in Sweden and it was uh many 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 years ago so I don't know like are there plant pods better in other places in Sweden <laughs> but uh yeah I would I would go there all the time and yeah. I would say like hey when you go in and hey do when you leave <laughs> uh this is a little less magical but should every IKEA contain a Swedish embassy <laughs> no no, <laughs> you're going to draw the line there. Magical the line. portal, fine. Yeah. Embassy, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other IKEA thoughts as we move on to our uh, summation? I'm good. Okay. What what noise can you make to sum up your interest level in IKEA? Um, wow. Sorry. So many jumped into my mind at once that my mind went blank. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and go... No, because I always make noises like this. Too bad. You get it anyway. Oh, here we go. I have the advantage of seeing uh, the the mime that goes with it, but that that's uh, screwing. It's using the little Ikea wrench. Oh, the Ikea to, wrench. Um, which actually we didn't have to use that much this time, but it's using the little Ikea wrench to screw in the little bolts that fit with the Ikea thing. Yeah. Because um, I was going to do like a ripping open the Ikea package, but I just had that, like, nee, 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 which I know sounds like a very bad psycho uh, <laughs> knife, but. That's the sound effect that I'm afraid of hearing if I stayed overnight at Ikea. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going near the bathrooms. I'm not, now I want to do a whole I, I, Ikea horror movie where it's a, 
<laughs> the you know, IKEA person has like a big version of that screw and like eat or eat or eat or you know people have pitched that and IKEA's like nope <laughs> nope nope yeah of all the things that IKEA would seem interested in expanding their business I think a horror movie <laughs> where the IKEA human <laughs> comes at you oh sadness <laughs> uh, a comedy sadness no okay real sadness fair enough uh let's rate your obsession on a scale of one to ten uh one uh, being the lowest ten being the highest how obsessed are you with ikea right now right now i'm gonna i'm gonna go crazy i'm gonna give myself an eight Ooh. because i want more meatball more plant balls and lingonberry jam oh yeah no i'm gonna give myself a, a solid uh nine uh, out of ten uh because i am literally surrounded uh by it and yeah thinking about uh the emotional impact of it and also kind of like, there were a couple things that we were like, should we get this? Should we not? <laughs> In our last visit, I remember saying to you, like, we'll be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I think about it, I don't know if we are looking for other pieces of furniture or if I just want to go back to Ikea. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a place where you can find solutions and meatballs solutions and meatballs what else do you want macaroni and cheese uh anyway we're gonna move on to the plugging section uh where can people find you you can find me uh sometimes on instagram at scrim street excellent find sarah sometimes uh you can follow me on twitter instagram and tiktok way too often uh as at joseph scrimshaw you can follow obsessed podcast on twitter and facebook is at obsessed podcast you can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host that is called Force Center. Info on upcoming shows and events and comedy albums and stuff like that. You can check my website at josephscrimshot.com. Uh, this is a new thing that I'm going to promote. Uh, I need YouTube help. Uh, they have changed uh, a while back. They changed the monetization settings. Um, and I've got a lot of uh, comedy videos, uh, stand-up videos, um, old episodes of Obsessed uh, is just pure audio. Uh, i got all sorts of stuff, a couple things that we've added recently, a uh, the Nutcracker in five minutes where I share the story and Sarah does the actual dance, a video of that, uh, that we recorded a bunch of stuff on YouTube. I could uh, use a, a more views on those, so if you are a regular listener of Obsessed, you enjoy it. It would help me a ton if you took a few minutes and watched uh, some videos on YouTube to get the total hours watched up. That would be very helpful. The, the URL is youtube.com slash C slash Joseph Scrimshaw comedy. Uh, you can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. All right. Final question is always, is what is happiness? I mean, I think he summed it up. Happiness is having your meatballs or plant balls at ikea um i think sharing the table with ikea person come to life (laughs) not a horror monster but ikea human is right there eating balls with us Mm -hmm. before we jump through the portal to to stockholm (laughs) or anywhere in sweden or anywhere in sweden i'm sure ikea human has some tips then maybe that's where Ikea Human comes from, the portal (laughs) (laughs) to Sweden. That is our podcast. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. So what is your other favorite Ikea purchase? So this one is a little bit more of just kind of the overall memory but back when we got married, yeah, we decided to decorate the tables um, at our wedding with floating candles. 
and we put them all in various glasses. So coming back to glassware, both you and I really like glassware. <laughs> and so, but we didn't want something, you know, to buy a bunch of that we then would have to find a place for. So we bought a bunch of different sizes and shapes of like wine glasses, martini glasses, and they had small wine glasses then at Ikea. Um, and I believe, um, nope, we did not buy the floating candles there, but we bought the glassware there. And so that is my other happy memory of buying the decoration, some of the decorations for our wedding of a little bit different sort of decoration. That is a great memory because I, I remember you and I in general had a hands-on attitude toward our wedding. And, uh, I believe while you were finishing getting ready, uh, I had gone, uh, we stayed in the hotel where we got married, uh, so I had gone downstairs. And that's a really happy memory of dropping the little floating candle into the big old martini glass. It's a very happy memory from our wedding day. Thanks, Ikea. Yay! 